What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this is part two of our anti-hero slash villain face-off. Um, we took a break last week. We did Jurassic Park Dominion with Felicia from Two Chicks and a Horror Flick. And uh, yeah, we're getting back into it. So this week, we are talking about The Crow from 1994. Yeah. <sighs> man, um, man. Totally, like, didn't even realize or forgot that this is like a comic book movie as well yeah um because a guy i followed on tiktok i i I forgot which company it was but so some company posted like the top 50 superhero movies of all time and like it was the most ridiculous list ever like it made zero sense um but they had the crow on it yeah and i was like oh yeah i guess yeah it is superhero movie yeah and so is Blade too, so it's kind of ironic yeah. that, that we're putting the two of them up together. Yeah. Uh, um, I want to see that video though. Um, if you... it's uh the TikTok is movies and stuff 14. Okay. That's the guy I follow. And uh <clears throat> yeah, there's some questionable <laughs> movies on that <laughs> list. Yeah, I'd like to see that. All right. Um before we talk about this movie. What have you been up to this week? This week, um, I watched quite a bit since the last time I talked about that. Talked about that. Um, I started watching the Insidious movies. Nice. Uh, watched, gotten through the first two so far. Um, I didn't realize how much I fucking hated the music and the sound in those movies what like it's obnoxiously loud at some parts yeah like especially like the what's the word for like the hit at the beginning like the end of the movie Mm -hmm. it's like fucking cranked up to like (laughs) fucking 200 (laughs) oh my god but it's effective it is yeah but it's like fuck yeah uh yeah they're good. Um, Did you? Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. whenever you're watching Insidious two, you mentioned to me that you didn't think you had seen it, but then you said later on that you had. Yeah. You after you finished it, you had seen it, like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like the scene I remember is like when they, uh, they have like the old guy, um, mm. like with the dice and stuff, and when they're going through like the house and stuff like that. I remember yeah. all that shit. Okay. Definitely haven't seen Insidious three. I don't think. Yeah. But they're not they're not great after the second one. Yeah, the kind of figure. <laughs> um, some non-horror stuff. I watched a movie that kind of started blowing up lately since it came on streaming services. That's a movie called RRR. Uh, depending where you see it, it's, there's like different meanings for the R's. Okay. I guess it depends. Uh, it's three hours long three hours and five minutes to be exact Mm -hmm. uh it was really good had a great time with it where did you watch it on netflix oh yeah yeah because i never heard of it and then you popped into the group yeah it started popping up lately and Mm -hmm. uh, people are talking about it and uh it's crazy it's insane Mm -hmm. so i liked it um i watched hustle nice adam sandler's new movie yeah um really good 
uh, I get like it's probably like, his like passion project because like he's like he loves basketball and stuff. Yeah, there was like maybe like two or three too many cameos in it. Like Kyle like, Lowry is in it. Oh really? But he like is just like a background guy, kind of like he has like one line of dialogue and okay. I don't know. I, I felt like there's too many cameos, but there was like a lot of really good ones and stuff like that. Um, Anthony Edwards plays like a great villain, and uh, Herman Gomez, who plays the main guy, Bo Cruz. Mm. This guy can fucking act. Oh yeah. Holy shit, man! Like he is really good. Huh. Um, I'm just that was right in it too. Uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's really good. Did you say Anthony Edwards plays a bad guy. Yeah, he plays a guy named Kermit. Really? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I need to watch this. That's yeah. cool. It's really good, actually. Like someone who's like, what? What's he in? Like his second year, third year? Going, yeah, going into his third year. Because yeah, like Herman Gomez, he's an NBA player. Like yeah, in real life, but uh, he hasn't really been. I don't even know if he's playing still, but mm-hmm. like, man, he's so good in this movie. Yeah. Hmm. Blew my mind. Nice. Um. I stopped at Walmart to pick up Bettina some supplies because she has the COVID. <laughs> uh, so I stopped by the movie section and um, I been eyeing it for a while. I finally picked up No Time to Die, uh, nice. the latest James Bond. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I already know what happens. It kind of got spoiled for me, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. And then I picked up The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Nice. So I watched that tonight. And uh, it was good. I think it got too overhyped for me, especially from our friend Casey. Um, yeah. I liked it. It was good, but it wasn't like as amazing as like everyone is saying, like it was good, but mm-hmm. it's still, uh, I put it second in my ranking so far of Nick Cage movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and I haven't watched like his like amazing ones yet. Yeah. Like, so. But yeah, um, and the last movie I watched, actually, scratch that. I forgot about an important movie I watched. Uh, I finally watched Morbius. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, it's as bad as everyone says it is. Yeah. Eh? Uh, <clears throat> but I kind of had like a good time with it, just because mm-hmm. it's it's so bad. <laughs> you went into it like knowing what to expect, right? So yeah, yeah. It's hard and to like, be disappointed. And like the dialogue was weird and like the writing was terrible. Like it's not really a spoiler, but there was one scene where he like kills a bunch of people and then he randomly just says like, they ask him like who he is and he just says, I am Venom. What? Yeah. And I was like, did he just say that? Like, they don't even make reference <laughs> to it at all throughout the movie. So like just caught me off guard. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was bad. That's weird. And the last movie I watched, uh, a new horror movie on um, Shudder called Revealer. I started that tonight, too. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Bettina watched it with me, and she really liked it, too. But mm. I don't know. It was kind of predictable, mm-hmm. like, because there was, like, a stripper and then a Catholic girl who, like, protests and stuff. They get trapped in this strip club. And, like, you already know what's going to happen. Like, they're going to talk and they're going to, like, become friends and, like, understand each other's viewpoints and stuff. So, like, you already knew that was going to happen. But um, I really like the dialogue. I really like the stripper. I thought she was hilarious. Mm-hmm. 
and the demon they have in it like you don't see him that much but i thought it was uh it's pretty cool looking yeah i only i only watched about 20 minutes of it tonight but like one thing that like stood out for me and i don't know if it's like i don't want to say it's a stupid thing but it's i don't know i think it's important is the fact that like they have a stripper and she at one point like she's in the booth and she's dancing and like she's not like a stick thin girl like she's a thick thicker full-bodied woman i was like that's actually Uh kind of cool because like you don't normally see that in in movies like that yeah that's true yeah i thought it was just i don't know good for good for that Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. but uh yeah overall like i think i gave it like a a three i think on letterboxd yeah nice but uh that's pretty much it. I was going to watch another movie tonight, like started after uh, Unbearable, but I decided to hop back into TV shows. So I watched the first episode of Peaky Blinders. Nice. Season six. Uh, yeah. So this is the last season, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that's it. How about you? <laughs> uh, I had a bunch of uh, first time watches this week. Ooh, exciting um first one i watched was fire in the sky from 1993 uh i always hear people talk about like this ending scene whenever they talk about like like some of the most horrific scenes in horror movies okay so it's always been one that i've wanted to watch plus it's about aliens and stuff like that it's a true story actually it's based off the off the guy's book um but it's about like an alien abduction and shit like that. And okay. there is that scene at the end and it's like, wow, it's not like your traditional, like, I don't know. It's they, they do like the whole alien thing, like with probes yeah. and shit like that. And it's just like, Holy fuck. Like you don't expect <laughs> it. Um, I watched crimes of the future. Oh, nice. I don't know how I feel about it. I, okay. It was really well made, like yeah. really well made, but it's just such a fucking Cronenberg movie, man. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's so fucking weird, like so weird. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. I feel like Cronenberg movies, like that's just how it is. Like the mm-hmm. first watch, or even like the second watch, like yeah. I don't know if I like that or like I, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Like, I think the tagline is like surgery is the new sex, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. yeah. So like the main character gets off on like having surgery. It's just, yeah, it's fuck, It's fucking weird. Um, I blasted through Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, did you finish it? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, what day was it? Was it Sunday? Mm-hmm. I think it was Sunday. Um, I watched three episodes in the morning and then i watched the last two sunday night so i watched five episodes of it on sunday yeah um yeah i finished it too and uh like i'm not gonna give any spoilers but that one scene in the last episode that is like honestly hands down one of the best scenes Mm -hmm. in any star wars yeah material yeah like the lighting and like the way they did that Mm mm-hmm fucking amazing so good yeah yeah Yeah. if if any of our listeners haven't watched it yet just go watch it it's a pretty quick watch like there's only six episodes yeah and some of them are only like 35 minutes some of them are like 45 minutes but like yeah some of like the middle episodes i didn't find like that great but yeah the last two were like 
mm-hmm. fucking amazing really good yeah yeah and that scene that you mentioned is just yeah phenomenal mm-hmm. like top three star wars scenes for sure yeah yeah um way back when i started going through all the harry potter movies and i'd forgotten that i i was doing oh, yeah. it and i was going through my i think it was a crave i was going to my crave and i still had like 20 minutes left of harry potter and the goblet of fire so i finished that um i used to love that movie and now i don't know man i don't know yeah that used to be my favorite one too that's the one with uh cedric diggory yeah 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 robert yeah. pattinson yeah 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 i don't know but on this watch though like i still gave it three and a half stars but mm-hmm. um i watched doctor strange in the multiverse of madness Oh, I really liked it. Um, I think I liked the first one better. Okay. But I don't know. I liked the whole horror element to it. Um, I read a thing online today saying that there was a, an alternate ending that would have been a lot more darker. And I huh. think I would have rather seen that in the ending. Um, than what they had There's something about how like strange was going to be trapped in an alternate universe. And uh, his, okay. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I watched it in theaters right. uh, a week or so ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, his, um, what's it called? I can't remember what it was called. Like the bad version of him was going to be the one that was stuck on Earth. Mm. That's what the alternate was. Okay. Yeah, I started listening to uh, Dead and Lovely podcast released uh, the Velociraptor Um Sorry, the Velocipastor this morning. Uh, and um, I think it was Hollywood Steve. He watched Doctor Strange and he says it's his favorite MCU movie. Really? And I was kind of shocked at that. But I mean, I, I get get it. But yeah. I just love, I, like I said in our one group chat, like I fucking love Doctor Strange. And like he's like the Green Lantern, but way better. Yeah. Like he can create anything that he wants to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just the the visuals in those movies is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Head of the Family, which just got added to Shudder. Uh they mentioned that movie as well. Yeah. Um, Steve did, and he's like, yeah, not not a good movie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um i gave it two stars just for like comedic value because it was kind of funny but uh yeah i wouldn't rush to see it because isn't it like i think he said it's like literally like a head of the family or something yeah like the the father of the family will say is literally just like this giant head on a little body (laughs) Uh, you can see it there oh my god yeah (laughs) it uh, it reminded me of a movie but i can't put my finger on it It was almost like adam's family mixed with like i don't know something something i don't know adam's family vibes but like with uh like for an adult audience i guess like there's sex and swearing and shit like that in it um and lastly i watched for the 700th time the texas chainsaw massacre because i'm going to be doing a franchise watch of that so i've rewatched the first one and nice. uh yeah fun did hunter make it through <laughs> <laughs> he watched like 20 minutes of it okay then he, then he kind of went off and started doing his own thing huh. 
yeah, for those listening, my two-year-old was sitting on my lap and was like enthralled with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's uh, he's going to be a little psycho, I think. Get him into it nice and early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man, you ready to talk about this movie? Yes, sir. Hey, cue the theme music. Like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about The Crow from 1994. My lights just... <laughs> um, before we talk about it, what are you drinking? So, uh, changing it up uh, this week. Um, we went to a cottage on the weekend, and we knew we are going to be outside in the sun all day. So we didn't want to uh, drink beer. So picked up some good old... Bud Light Seltzers. Nice. Uh, this is peach flavored. Haven't had this one yet. Good. Good. It's good. I've had the strawberry one. I think peach is really good too, though. <laughs> <laughs> I did try the melon. Bettina tried it. That one was okay. Um, that's good. Nice. Yeah. The pe- peach Cottage Springs is my favorite too. We also picked up, they have these like, those like bag in a box, like kind of like, bagged one except it's like it's the cottage creek one we got like the mixed berry Mm -hmm. um it's pretty good but it literally it tastes like water like you can barely taste any like flavoring in it it's not carbonated either which is shitty yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah what are you drinking i'm also drinking a vodka soda Mm. watermelon watermelon cottage springs Tastes like summer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Starting off with the synopsis. A man brutally murdered comes back to life as an undead avenger of his and his fiance's murder. Straight to the point. Yeah. And they could have added uh, like on Devil's Night or something like that, you know. Yeah. Extended it a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, this movie was directed by Alex Proyas. Proyas. Uh, he did Dark City, which is an underrated movie in my opinion. I really never like even movie. heard of it. Uh, I have it. I'll let you borrow uh, okay. it sometime. Uh, he did Gods of Egypt, uh, Knowing, and I Robot. Yeah, very interesting uh, catalog. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of movies, but I mean, no, the ones that he's done are good. Some of them, yeah. You haven't even seen the one, so <laughs> actually, I can't remember. Was knowing good? That was one. I think, Cage, the, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the concept was cool, but I don't think it hmm. was that good. Well, you're gonna have to watch it soon. Yeah, anyway, I know. So, <laughs> and Gods of Egypt was just terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His parents are from Egypt too, so I wonder what they thought of the movie. Huh. 
the cast list, the late Brandon Lee stars as Eric or the crow. Uh-huh. Uh, he is known for rapid fire showdown in little Tokyo laser mission and legacy of rage. Um, very short resume, obviously. Yep. Uh, I think, I think with this movie, he could have really shot up into like action stardom. Yeah. Agreed. But, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, this movie killed him. Yeah. He's in the 28 club. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was, I was reading, um, I don't want to like talk too much about like his whole like death thing. Cause I'm sure like the people involved have, you know, heard about it a million yeah. times since then, but um yeah, he was supposed to play his dad or something in mm-hmm. a Bruce Lee movie, but he chose to do this one instead mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So it's kind of like crazy. Just like one decision, you know, change your life yeah yeah um next up i have ernie hudson who played albrecht uh he's obviously known for the ghostbusters franchise uh la's finest dragon ball evolution oz and the basketball diaries uh, i had to put it on there yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking one of the worst movies ever made but uh next up i have michael wincott who played top dollar uh he's known for uh, Dead Man, Talk Radio, What Just Happened, Hitchcock, The Doors, and a nice little Canadian horror movie, Curtains. Mm. He looked so familiar. He and did. I, as I was going through his list of movies, I was like, it's not any movie that I thought he was in. Like, he reminds me of someone that would have been in, like, Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Something like that, like, with his long, straight hair. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know why I think he looks so familiar. <clears throat> uh, and lastly, I have Tony Todd who played Grange. I'm not going through his movie list because he's been in 5,000 movies and any horror fan knows who he is, what he's been yeah. in. Honestly, I didn't even recognize him in the movie. All right. I was going to tell a story, but then I was like, oh, no, I feel like such a fucking idiot. Like, I knew he, he looked familiar and like, I did, I, I don't look up the IMDb like during the movie this way mm-hmm. till like after and I was like, fuck, this guy looks so familiar, but like, I've never seen this guy before. Yeah. <laughs> That's and exactly then when I was happened. like typing up the notes, like a few minutes ago, I saw Tony Todd as Grange. And I was like, oh, that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what happened with me. I was like, why does this guy look so fucking familiar? And yeah. as I'm watching the movie, I'm going through. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such yeah. a moron. But he looks different in this. He movie. does. Yeah, he's wearing a hat, you know. He's got glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have three honorable mentions. Okay. I have David Patrick Kelly who I didn't write down his name in this movie, but he uh, is T-Bird T-Bird. Right. So he's most famous for his role in the warriors when he's doing the bottle clink. Yeah. Like during the scene, like the flashback scene, whenever this shows them like break in, mm-hmm. I like knew right away. As soon as I heard his voice, yeah, I was like, that's fucking the guy from the warriors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have Bai Ling who was uh, top dollars, like girlfriend kind of love sister half sister 
uh yeah weird relationship yeah um but she was in uh uh dumplings that we did oh no way i'm pretty sure sh- yeah i'm like 99 sure that was her huh. yeah yeah she was the cook in dumplings oh huh. that's crazy and lastly i have michael massey um i put him in just because i don't know why but he he was the one i don't know because it's a sad story i guess like yeah he was, he was the one who shot the gun that ended up killing brandon lee mm-hmm. um but like he passed away in 2016 um and from the the making of this movie up until the day that he died he never watched the movie um and he like barely did any acting afterwards like this ruined his career like yeah because i guess like for a long time after that happened like he was contemplating if he would ever act again and he was plagued with like nightmares of what happened and everything like that i mean like i would too man like that's Mm -hmm. a fucking terrible thing to happen like yeah like look what happened with alec baldwin uh last year like Mm -hmm. just unfortunate it's a freak accident that unfortunately took a life yeah and it was i don't know if you want to call it like neglect on the on the team but it definitely wasn't his fault it definitely wasn't alec baldwin's fault what happened what happened last year yeah yeah but it's just really sad how it impacts the person but yeah um i don't know if you had any other honorable mentions um the girl that played darla looked really familiar but i didn't like I looked at her IMDb, I didn't pick up anything that she was in. No. Uh, yeah. No one really else. All right. Well, let's dive into this movie then. Let's do it. Um, yeah, so I hadn't watched this movie for probably like 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. So like I still kind of remembered some stuff from it. Um, when's the last time we watched it? uh earlier this year <laughs> oh well there you go whenever i was doing up my uh the silver scream playlist or um fucking letterbox list there oh yeah 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 because it's part of the uh ice nine kills silver mm-hmm. scream I mean, did you get through in that all of them oh did you yeah okay yeah all 26 of them i'll have to go check out your rankings <laughs> yeah um yeah, so it's been a while since I watched this. Like, I remember most most things, but like, um, yeah, like I was going to say, like Brandon Lee, I thought was fucking fantastic mm-hmm. as Eric Draven. Mm-hmm. That's and what I, like. Go ahead. I was going to say that's what I mean. Like this this role would have it would have skyrocketed him for sure because he 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 played an action star really well, but he also was like really creepy in a sense, like very sinister. He, he played that role really well mm-hmm. yeah and he was like funny like it reminded me so much of heath ledger's joker mm-hmm. like yeah. the, like his like sense of humor like just the way he acted was kind of like goofy a little bit mm-hmm. um yeah i thought he was really good yeah uh yeah so they get uh killed on october 30th the day before their wedding mm-hmm. which is known as devil's night yeah and which is actually a real thing that well it doesn't really happen anymore 
But in the States, there was a big thing in like Philadelphia and in Detroit, it was really bad in the late 80s up until the late 90s. Um, they called it mischief night. Okay. And there was actually like vandalism and arson happening in Detroit hmm. because of this. So then I think it was in, in like 1999 or 98, there was like a really, really bad year where like there was a shit ton of fire started. Um, so like the mayor or the governor like declared that day angels night. Okay. So a bunch of people like hundreds of people volunteered to kind of uh, like do a neighborhood watch sort of thing. Okay. So then like all of those fires and vandals kind of stopped happening hmm. on uh, October 30th. Huh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. I knew about Devil's Night, but I didn't realize that, uh, that this is like an actual thing that mm-hmm. went on. Um, before we get too much further into this, though, I, I really wanted to, like, I love that the, this opening monologue, um, I have it written down. Yeah, if we're cool, cool to read it because it really kind of sets the pace for the movie. <clears throat> so it's Sarah who is saying it. Um, it says, People once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes something so bad happens that a terrible sadness is carried with it and the soul can't rest. Then sometimes, just sometimes, the crow can bring that soul back to put the wrong things right. I thought it was a really cool way to open up this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think the crow chooses who to resurrect? I don't know. Or like maybe just because the crow witnessed what happened. Maybe. So he was taking his soul, but like, obviously this is a terrible sadness. They mm-hmm. were, they were murdered and she was raped and it was the night before their wedding. And yeah. Yeah, like just the circumstances of what happened. Yeah, and he got resurrected a year later, which is like a very long time. Yeah, for him just to be resurrected, um, I'd definitely be into like trying to look for the graphic novel, mm-hmm. kind of get some more backstory on it and stuff. Yeah, um, and like the whole the plot with like the bad guys and stuff. Like I wasn't totally behind it; didn't quite fully understand it. Like, I know that they're doing some, like, tenant relocation program they mentioned, but I don't know exactly what their reason was for that. Yeah, like, why they targeted these two. Yeah, Hmm. yeah. Well, because she was, uh, she wrote a petition up in the building to try and get everyone to not Hmm. do this. And they found out that's why they killed her. But why do they want to move people? Yeah what i didn't understand mm-hmm. um and this whole city reminded me of gotham too oh yeah definitely <laughs> like <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's even raining like 24 7 like it is in gotham yeah there's like just crime going on everywhere like albrecht is uh, the cop and he is like on the streets and there's people looting like a store literally like right beside him and yeah you know it's not much you can do i don't get like I mean, it'd be all right to be a cop in like a small town like ours or like mm-hmm. mine anyways, even like where you are, like Ottawa, like crime is it's it happens, but it's not like 24 seven like it would be in like L.A. or New York City or something like that. And it's just like, well, I don't know. 
if I could do it. <laughs> like, yeah. It would just be like constant stress. Yeah. Like, I know. Ottawa's pretty shit for crime. I know, but. Yeah. There's literally three people that got killed like five blocks away from us last yeah, week. That's true. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And like the flashback scene, that's like the scene where Eric, uh, sorry, Brendan Lee dies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they, I think he had like eighty percent of the film completed. Yeah, they they only had I think three there days was left. Like, yeah, I think there was like one major scene they had to film still. But I think they did a good job with like making it not feel like he wasn't in the movie. Yeah. So after he passed away, they they were gonna like just scrap the whole production because uh-huh. uh i can't remember which production team it was that was behind it but they dropped it they're like we're not doing this anymore blah 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 and then um they ended up finding the cgi company that could like redo his face yeah and uh and you can tell later on in the movie when there's a flashback scene but yeah i think it must, it's got to be this one um whenever he's falling at the window you yeah. can tell his face is CGI'd. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I, th- I definitely think they did a good job. And I'm really glad that they picked it back up and, and finished mm-hmm. it off because this is kind of like a, like, I don't know, like a, a farewell, a send off for yeah. Brandon Lee. You know what I mean? Like this was his last movie. And if they didn't finish it, it just, I don't think it would have felt right. Yeah. I think they, part of the team, like they knew that, he would have wanted them to finish the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they dedicated it to him too. So yeah, it's pretty him cool. His, him and his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's gained a pretty big following, like, um, or a cult following. I think like not on the same level as the dark Knight. like the dark Knight is, even if Heath Ledger hadn't died, I think it's still, still a great fucking movie. Yeah. Um, and even in this movie, it, it's, it's a good movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie was like almost cursed from the beginning though. Like I was reading the trivia and uh, I guess whenever he breaks into the pawn shop, he actually Uh cut his arm on the glass and like that's glass that you're not supposed to be able to cut yourself with. Oh, okay. Like it's so rare that people cut themselves on it and he ended up cutting himself and Mm. something else happened too. Was that on the first season of cursed films? I think Uh, it was, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. 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 And like even just reading through the trivia here, there's like multiple things that happen throughout it. It's just a one of yeah. those weird sets where just everything kind of went wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the someone got lit on fire during one of the scenes. I think it was Jesus. Yeah, or like electrocuted or something like that. Like it was just fucking crazy. Wow. Um. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Eric is back. He. Um, he doesn't i don't think he really remembers much from that night and stuff like that mm-hmm. so the crow is basically like guiding him and showing him where to go yeah. where to find the people who did it um so he first kills at uh, tintin yeah who uh, the all these names are like those are definitely like comic book names like yeah. they're so like cartoony <laughs> Um, but he ends up killing Tintin. He uh stabs every major organ in his body in alphabetical order. 
which is <laughs> like fucking crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then he goes to the pawn shop because that's where I guess they pawned off uh, Shelly's engagement wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what the guy's name that runs it, but Gideon. Uh, Gideon yeah. Um, but yeah, Eric goes there and like, just like his like back and forth, like with Gideon and like his dialogue, I just loved it. Like the mm-hmm. whole movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He like carries around like a shotgun or he, does he steal it or buy it off him or something like that? Uh, yeah. He grabs it out of, out of the pawn shop. Cause he doesn't yeah. show up with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then like Gideon isn't really like telling him anything. And then, uh, Eric, like throws gas like on the bottom and then like as he's like walk away he's like huh do you smell gas or like something like that and then <laughs> just like turns around and like fires a shot in and blows the whole pawn shot up yeah that's sick steals a guitar from him oh yeah yeah the guitar yeah i thought it was cool too because he loads the like he puts a bunch of the rings in the barrel of the shotgun before he fires it mm-hmm. too i thought that was a cool touch yeah now this is one gripe that i have with the movie okay uh, that place would not blow up like that just from gasoline. Probably not. No. Like it blew up like a bomb went off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah. would not happen like that. Yeah. And somehow Gideon survives. Yeah. He gets blown at the back door. Yeah. I mean, he does get burnt a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I like how uh, Albrecht is like right there when it happens too. Yeah. And Eric's just walking across the street and he like sits him down on this curb and and some other shit happens, and then Eric's just gone. But I was like, it's so ironic, A, that Albrecht is right there, and B, he like does nothing about it, really. Yeah. He, he literally yeah. sits him down on the sidewalk as if he like just pulled him over for drunk driving or something. Yeah. Yeah. Is that scene where like Eric, you know, it's when he's like, You're do you remember me or something like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh one of my favorite scenes is uh, the fun boy scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I love, like, like you said, he grabs the guitar from Gideon's pawn shop. And like yeah. when he appears like in the window, like he has the guitar still. Yeah. It's fucking sick. Yeah, it is cool. And then like there, him and Darla, uh, who Darla is uh, Sarah's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, they like just took some sort of drug. I think it's like opioids or something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they like see Eric and like they're just high. So they don't know like what the fuck is happening. And then um, he ends up killing uh, fun boy. He like stabs a bunch of needles like in his heart. That was really cool. I like that whole scene too, like the back and forth between those two as well. Cause fun boy shoots like Eric's holding his hands up and fun boy oh, shoots yeah, yeah. him through the hand. Yeah. And this was very much like Heath Ledger's Joker too. Cause like he shoots him and he like acts like he's hurt, but then he just starts laughing and like the hole starts closing up on his hand. And then fun yeah. boy's just like, what the fuck is going <laughs> <Yeah>. on? <laughs> yeah. And then he like goes up to Darla and I think he knows that she's sarah's daughter yeah and um he's like kind of talked some sense into her like you need to get off these drugs and like you have a daughter out there who you know doesn't have anyone 
And I love when he squeezes like the drugs out of her arm. Yeah. It's fucking that's sick. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know if it's after, I think it's after this scene whenever he leaves and he's like leaned up against like a stop sign. And then Sarah, is this when he saves Sarah? Yeah. He saves her from the car. And then like he's standing there like in the background and she doesn't like realize like who it is. Yeah. And like they're talking and then like, She's just like Eric, and then like turns around and he's gone. Yeah, because he says a line that he used to say to her all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's yeah. when she clues in who it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't really understand what Top Dollar's role was. Like, I know he's like the leader of all the games. Mm-hmm. So did like did he send them there to kill them? Because after uh, Eric kills everyone who was there that night, his like quest is over, basically, right? Yeah. Like he goes to the grave and brings her body, or not? He goes back to the grave, and then like you think like his quest is over, but then Top Dollar shows up. Mm-hmm. So it's like Eric was done with that, and he had nothing to do with like Top Dollar. So, yeah, I don't know if Top Dollar had anything to do with his death or with Shelly's death, but I think he's confronting Eric because he just went and killed, like, one of his main gangs, right? Uh-huh. So, like, his character kind of reminds me of uh, the the big guy in uh, in The Warriors. I can't remember what his name was, but, like, yeah, you've seen the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, at the start of the movie, how he gets everybody to come to Central Park, all the gays oh, that yeah, are in yeah, New yeah. York, he gets them all to come to Central Park, and he's, like, the top shit in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I think Top Dollar is oh, in, okay. in Detroit. Like, he he oversees everything. Yeah, right. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, now uh, Eric finds t-bird and uh skank <laughs> he's uh, the other guy that was there uh skank i think ends up escaping or like t-bird is in his car but skank isn't there and skank like follows eric and t-bird like in their car like away from cops and then um i love the scene between t-bird and eric yeah whenever eric is like taping taping up and like i just love this guy's this actor's voice like it's mm-hmm. so I don't know, it's different. Yeah. I mean, just like, who are you, man? Like, I don't know what this is. And he, like, looks at him, or Eric says something to him. And he's like, oh, I know you. I knew I knew you. And he's, like, going on and on there, <laughs> just, like, taping up his fucking head. And, like, finds all the dynamite and stuff, like, in the back trunk, and then, like, tapes it to him. And then, like, makes his car drive off and fucking explodes. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah. Oh, you were gonna no, say about Skank? Was well, to say he he escapes and goes to like Top Dollar? No. What were you gonna say? I think he goes to Top Dollar like before all of this happens because oh, he, he he runs out into the street and gets hit by a car. Yeah, but he doesn't die yet though. Oh no, that's right, he doesn't die. So yeah, he goes to Top Dollar after he gets hit by the car. Yeah, because they have like the meeting about like what to do about Eric and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. 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 Um. I think the scene whenever Eric goes to Albrecht's apartment, I think it's before this big fight scene, I think. Yeah. Um, I really like this scene, except Albrecht 
isn't phased by it at all mm-hmm. that there's like a zombie guy <laughs> like he is shocked like eric is like in there i love like the dialogue between them and uh he like eric goes and grabs him a beer and then like albrecht is like a stand there he's like are you a ghost and like, <laughs> eric like hands him the beer and he like takes it he just like it's kind of like has a shocked face yeah but then they just start talking about like the investigation and Eric doesn't remember, so he needs Albrecht to tell him like what happened that night and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And I mean that's something that bothers me in a lot of movies. But like like obviously you wouldn't believe that it's that it's real, but like the person's standing right in front of you, so it's hard not to believe it. But at the same time, like you gotta show some sort of emotion in, in a scene like this, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like there's literally a dead dude reincarnated standing in your living room right now. Yeah, he even says like Yo, you're dead. Like we buried you a year ago. Like, yeah. Like, well, how, how are you here? Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like this uh scene, like the fight scene mm-hmm. at the meeting. Um, I love that uh Eric is still like fucking with them. Yeah. Like he like shows up like on the table and there's like 10 guys around, and then someone just comes up and shoots him, and then he like falls on the table, and then the guy is like uh what a fucking idiot shows up with like no gun or something <laughs> like that and like looks under the table and he's like oh he's gone yeah and then it's like chaos ensues yeah what do you think of the choreography and like stuff like that um that's one thing that i talk about in my review like it the fight choreography wasn't what i remembered it to be like whenever i watched it like a long time ago because like a lot of it is him just like throwing people around, right? Yeah. Like in Blade, like the hand-to-hand combat in Blade is fucking nuts, man. Yeah. But then in this, like, I mean, some of it's all right, but like for him being Bruce Lee's son, and I'm pretty sure he did martial arts himself. Like yeah. you would think that there would be a lot more actual hand-to-hand combat. Cause like, even whenever he's fighting uh Tintin at the start, like he's literally just throwing them into walls and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a little bit disappointing, but mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. What did, what did you think? I mean, I liked it. I think you do have a good point. Like, it was just a lot of, like, gunshots and, yeah. like, him throwing people out. Like, I love when he, like, just pushes the guy in the chair, like, throws him out, like, the, the window. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we were saying, though. I mean, like, yeah, some of it is good, but mm-hmm. just not enough. Yeah uh also the scene i forgot to mention gave me chills is whenever after he kills uh t-bird and he like lights the the flame and it has the fucking the crow yeah. like that's so, so iconic man yeah so, yeah so he kills everyone in here except for he kills skank here i think right yeah um so top dollar and uh micah they leave um, so now Eric, he's completed his quest. He takes uh, the ring that of uh, Shelley's ring goes back to the grave. And well, actually, before he does that, um, Grange is doing some like investigating at the grave. He goes to it, sees like the grave is like burst open. Yeah. And then I don't know how Micah like knows about this. Like she just kind of pulls it in nowhere. I, f- I feel like, I don't know. I feel like 
she would be the type of person that would know about like death and urban legends and shit like this maybe yes. i don't know she's kind of weird like that but, yeah. but i mean like if it if it is actually like a thing that that used to be believed then I can understand how she would know oh uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah so she like figures out or knows that um she says something like once you kill the bird then the man dies mm-hmm. or something like that so Basically, once they kill the bird, then Eric will just, I guess, go back to being dead. Well, he becomes vulnerable. That's after right. they injure it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's, like, at the grave with the rain. He's about to go back into the grave. And then um, Top Dollar shows up and kidnap, kidnaps Sarah and takes her to, like, this church. And now Eric kind of has to, he just can't go back because I think, did they steal the rain or is he just going to get Sarah? I think they're getting Sarah. Um, so they take him to like some church. They have, they kidnap the crow and they end up uh, hurting it. So then Eric ends up getting shot by uh, Top Dollar and then mm-hmm. he isn't healing. So he's like very vulnerable right now. Uh, Grange is like up top with like a sniper rifle and then Albrecht shows up um, and he ends up kind of saving the day a little bit he kills Grange shoots him twice mm-hmm. and I love the scene with the crow that fucking scratches out Micah's eyes yeah I fucking sick and then she just like falls to her death mm-hmm. that's great this is another thing with Albrecht too right like he's not at the church because like someone phoned the police to the church or anything like that like He's just on his way to pay his respects to the dead. Yeah. And just all of a sudden there's this like kidnapping and like a hostage situation. It's just like, this guy's always at the right place at the right (laughs) time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So then um, Grange and Micah are dead. And then uh, Albrecht gets shot, but doesn't die. Um, And then top dollar takes Sarah up to the top of like the the chapel. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like a little fight between um, Top Dollar and uh, Eric. Sarah ends up like falling off, but she doesn't like fall off the roof. Yeah. And then uh, how does he kill Top Dollar again? Uh, he grabs them and throws them off, doesn't he? Does he throw them off? Yeah, he falls okay. off the roof. Yeah. yeah. And he gets impaled on a gargoyle. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. fucking cool. That's pretty sick. Yeah. <clears throat> So, yeah, now um, Eric saved Sarah. They go back to the grave. Uh, the crow has uh, Shelly's reign. And then Shelly ends up showing up, like, in like, kind of a ghost form. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they're together. And her, like, last words or something like that, I think, is, like, people die, but love lasts forever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have like the dedication, like we mentioned before, at yeah. the end of it, and yeah, mm-hmm. the ending kind of happens pretty quick. It does, yeah. Like there's there's a lot going on, but it it kind of ends sort of abruptly. But yeah, I don't I don't dislike the ending or anything like that. But no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, something else we have to mention too. I did like uh, Sarah and Darla's like relationship, like. 
they don't show much of it but there's like mm-hmm. one scene where darla is like cooking her breakfast and then like they kind of had like a little like tizzy she would like throw out the eggs and then like sarah's like oh over easy and then they're kind of like okay now yeah anything else well i was gonna say like there was talks well it was in the works actually of of a remake with jason momoa to play eric yeah that would have been sick it would have been but at the same time i think this is just a movie that they have to leave alone yeah, but don't they have uh they have sequels and shit but like no i thought um Skarsgård is playing them are they doing that remember i thought we saw like oh yeah we did see that didn't we yeah hmm yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about it now after i've like read up on everything and yeah kind of watched it like a, a fucking twice this year i don't know like i kind of wish they would just leave it like let this be brandon lee's movie yeah you know i get I mean? that yeah like like i said they did have sequels that are fucking shit like edward furlong plays them in one of the movies oh really yeah um <laughs> i haven't seen that one but i saw it on uh rotten tomatoes or something like that uh, okay but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think they just need to leave it leave it alone. But obviously they're not. But I mean, I like Skarsgård. Obviously, you do uh-huh. too. So I think it'll be an interesting take on on the character. But uh-huh. yeah. Cool. Well, that's the way the blood splatters. <laughs> that's a long drawn out one. <laughs> You're singing a song with that one. All right. What did you rate this movie? So I gave the story an 8 out of 10. Uh, I said a great story about revenge and redemption. It's not original material, but translated well from graphic novel to movie. Uh, All the characters are fun and quirky. The world they build is intriguing and leaves you wanting more. Even though we do get more with sequels, I haven't seen them yet. So (laughs) Um, I really like the writing and the dialogue in in this movie. Mm. Only gripe is like kind of the story with like the bad guys. Yeah. Like just their reasoning and stuff just didn't really get. Uh, quality, I gave a seven out of 10. Um, I thought like some of the choreography was good. Uh, I thought the acting was good. Okay. The acting was good from Brandon Lee. Everyone else <laughs> was just kind of mediocre in the movie. Yeah. Like Albrecht. You know, he didn't really have much to do. So, I don't know. Uh, Brandon Lee was amazing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the soundtrack was really good. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. Uh, some of the CGI didn't really bother me that much. I, like, the scenes where, like, the crows, like, flying, like, over the city, mm-hmm. it didn't look as bad as I thought it would. Yeah. So, yeah. Eight out of ten and seven and ten. You have that look on your face like you disagree with that. No, actually, I one hundred percent agree with that because <laughs> okay. that's literally what my scores are. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my story is an eight out of ten. Uh, I said this movie has it all: um, some romance, action, good suspense, and a great revenge story. I'm confident in saying that the crow would have skyrocketed Brandon Lee's acting career had it not been for the tragedy that came of it. I've mentioned that multiple times already. Uh, I loved the dark and constantly raining setting of the movie. It really added to the sad tone that the movie was going for. 
Um, there were some obvious plot holes in some scenes that were pretty cheesy, but all in all, it's a great film. Uh, huge kudos goes out to the cast and crew for completing the production of the movie. Um, my quality, I gave it a seven out of 10. Uh, most of the acting was really good, except for a couple of the characters. Like I really liked top dollar as well. Yeah. I thought, I thought yeah. he was a great actor in this one. Um, but yeah, I do agree that the rest of them were meh. Mm-hmm. Um, the script wasn't the greatest um, and as I mentioned before uh, some of it was pretty cheesy um, but as a 90s grunge type movie it definitely stood the test of time uh, I love the visuals and getting the literal bird's eye view in a lot of the scenes I feel it really helped push the movie in the right direction the mm-hmm. soundtrack was great for this type of movie and I think it fit the tone perfectly the fight choreography wasn't always the greatest and I would have liked seeing more than just Eric throwing his enemies around, but the sinister way in which he went about doing some things made this a great revenge movie. Yeah. So just like you, my story was an eight and my quality was a seven. Very nice. Great <laughs> score. <laughs> I think that that might be a first. For Maybe what? not. Maybe not. That our I'm scores insane. like literally synced up. No, it's happened many a times before. What? Has it? Yeah. Okay, fine. It's been a while then. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, you guys know our scores. Turn over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus. Filled with style and dark, lurid energy, The Crow is an action-packed visual feast that also has a soul in the performance of the late Brandon Lee. So based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? I'm pretty positive it's certified fresh. So I'm going to go with a 85. Oh, man, you're so close. 84%. Ah, fuck. (laughs) On 61 reviews and an average score of 7.1 out of 10. Very nice. The audience score is a 90% on 250,000 ratings and an average score of 4.3 out of 5 or an 8.6 out of 10. Very nice. We're both yawning a lot tonight. I know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So letterboxed. Has a 3.7 out of 5. Mm. Um, you and me both, like this, gave it a 4 out of 5. Yeah. Uh, the only person that rated it out of our friend group uh, was Slash and Captain. Okay. Gave it a 2.5 out of 5. What? So a little uh, little lower than I thought. But to Slap his bitch ass. <laughs> 2.5. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't enough slashing and hacking for the slashing captain. Yeah. <laughs> was that like from Scary Movie? Uh, yeah, that's what I was going for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd love to learn that rap. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, you ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. What did you give it for a scare rating? I gave it a one out of ten. Uh, I said it's more of an action movie than a horror movie. Um, like with Blade, like 
I think Blade is more on the horror side because like it has vampires and stuff. Whereas this, like, honestly, I don't see why it even has like the horror ish in it. Yeah. Like I get like I don't know. I guess he's like resurrected from the dead, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, scariest scene. I not really scary. I just said like when he pushes the drugs out of her arm, mm. out of Darla's arm. Okay. Like it was pretty gross and effective, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And then what to survive? I said, well, I wouldn't commit arson or kill people, but if I did in another life, there's no way I could kill Eric. There you go. You could go for the crow first and then kill him. I'm not that smart though. <laughs> <laughs> your aim's not that good with a gun yeah exactly um my scare rating i also gave it a one out of ten uh, i said i don't know if i would really consider this a horror movie even though it is technically labeled as such there's definitely some horror elements to it but overall it's more of like a gothic revenge thriller yeah uh, my scariest scene i said the flashback scenes of eric and shelly's deaths like, it's not really movie horror, but it's definitely, like, real-life horror. And the way it's shot and the way that the guys are acting. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, yeah. it's like, a kind of a scary, scary visual. Like, because you it know is, what they're yeah. doing. Uh, would I survive? I said yes, because I would break into someone's apartment and kill them. Therefore, I wouldn't have someone returning from the grave to exact their revenge on me. Well, there you go. <clears throat> so, we good. <laughs> All right, it's that time. It's that time. Loomis's villain evaluation. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. So if you're new to the podcast, we are going to be ranking Eric now in terms of strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, and wisdom and charisma. And it's our, sorry, our scores are going to get averaged up and we will put them up against our scores from Blade and see who comes out on top. Which Eric is better? I forgot about that too. That's <laughs> fucking crazy, man. They're both named Eric. They're both anti-heroes. They're both comic book characters. They're both technically dead. That's... Even though Blade is half dead, I guess. He's undead. Yeah. Wow. They're like the same character. Yeah. Watch them tie. Oh, fuck. Again. <laughs> All right. Lead us off. All righty. So for my strength, I gave him a 23 out of 30. Okay. Uh, I said he's dead, but he's still not super strong. Like in the fight scene, he still gets like knocked down. Like when he takes hits or bullets or stuff like that. Um. Dexterity, I gave a 27 out of 30. Uh, I didn't know how to write this, so you can like put a question mark. You can correct me. Okay. I said Eric Draven quite literally embodies the body. I don't know how it would... Bodies the body. Like I was trying to say, like, he quite literally like embodies the body of a crow. Like how I... I okay. Know, like... 
embody like I was trying to think of like embodies I don't know but anyway he's basically like a crow so like he appears in and out of anywhere can climb three stories with a guitar like nothing mm, yeah um so yeah uh constitution i gave a 25 out of 30 i said he can go on fighting and doing flips for hours but when he takes a bullet or punch he does slow down especially when he can't heal so kind of like blade like once he loses that power it's taken away from him like he slows down like drastically yeah uh wisdom i gave a 14 out of 30 okay I said he doesn't show any real signs of having wisdom. The crow has all of the wisdom because it knows where and who to see. Uh, Eric has to use Albrecht's wisdom to help his quest. And like, like Eric is relying on other people and not himself, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I probably could have put it lower, but yeah, I'll stick with 14. Okay. Uh, intelligence, I gave him 18 out of 30. I said Eric is very clever with his like his use of words, especially helping Sarah and Darla. And I thought like the way he kills his victims was very like personal too, like because he knows where like all the arteries are and like the organs and all that stuff. True, true. And charisma, I also gave an eighteen out of thirty. Um, just like his dialogue and the way he talks, like very much reminded me. I've said this a million times of. The Joker and like he even wears clown makeup as what Sarah kind of makes fun of him for. Yeah. Um, just like he has little jokes and stuff that he says to people, and like, I don't know, he's he's a likable guy. Yeah. So 18 out of 30. All right, cool. How about you? Um, so a few of our scores are the same. Okay. Uh my strength, I gave him a 26. Okay. I said he came back, came back from the dead, and although throughout the movie we see him self-regenerate and heal from his injuries, we do see him get hurt in the end when his crow companion gets injured. So he does have a weakness that Blade could take advantage of. Uh-huh. Um, and like he's he's his strength is reliant on something else, right? You yeah, I mean? but so like, is Blade. Yeah, I know, but right. that's why yeah, he's yeah. not getting like a. Like a higher score. Yeah. Uh, Dexterity, I gave him a 28. I said he's parkouring from building to building and getting in multiple foot chases throughout the film, and he has good fighting skills. Uh, Constitution or endurance, I gave him a 25. I said C above for my (laughs) dexterity. Um, He does all of this without really tiring until the end of the movie, which is detrimental to his character. Yeah. Intelligence, I gave him a 14. I said he's obviously not stupid, but we don't really see any instances of him being overly intelligent. Yeah. Uh, wisdom, I gave him a 20. I said okay. he, he uses his crow companion to his advantage and has him help find the people he's looking for. He also knows the people outside of the core gang that helps them indirectly. Hmm. Uh, Charisma, I gave him an 18. Okay. I said prior to his death, he was a charismatic man and a musician, so that automatically gives him points. Um, even in his death, he's a likable character with a good heart towards people that deserve it. He helps Sarah, gets her mother off drugs, and befriends a cop. Yeah. Do you think he was the front man? He seems like a front man. He does seem like a front man. Yeah. yeah. You could see him like belting out some tunes. 
All right. So before we started recording, we both kind of agreed that this was going to be a lot closer than we originally expected. Mm-hmm. And it is. It it is. It's close. Uh, for strength, Blade takes it with an average score of 26.5 to 24.5. Oh, that's close. Yeah. Dexterity, Eric takes it. 27.5 to 27. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Constitution, Blade takes it 28.5 to 25. Intelligence, Blade takes it 18 to 16. Oh. Wisdom, Blade takes it 21 to 17. And Charisma, Eric takes it 18 to 11. Wow. So Blade wins four to two, but a lot of those scores were really fucking close. Man. Damn. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like besides the tie that we had on our mm-hmm. last one, this is probably the closest one we've ever had. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, this was a really good matchup. It was. Yeah. Before I went through and I did like Eric's thing, like before I rewatched the movie and stuff, I was like, Blade is probably going to take this handedly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like I went to my buddy at work like a couple weeks ago and I was like, yeah, we're doing our next matchup. We're doing Blade against uh, the Crow. And immediately he's like, oh man, Blade is like, just destroy him man. like no chance. And I was like, yeah, probably. But then like (laughs) after watching the movie, I was like, Okay, it's uh, a lot closer than I think. Yeah. Realistically, I think Blade would. Because, like, Mm. Blade has superior fighting skills and, like, he's got that hand-to-hand combat advantage and, like, he's got his sword and shit like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think think Eric could put up a good fight. I think so. All right, man. This is a fun matchup. I'm glad. It was, uh, yeah. I'm glad you chose this one. Mm -hmm. Because this was your brainchild. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now um, tell me what i'm watching next week next week i think it's a first watch for both of us this movie's been out for a long time though okay um, well not like long time but uh let me see what year it came out i'm gonna keep you in suspense 2001 so it's been out for quite a while okay um i see it on lists of movies that are like apparently super scary Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm in the mood to get scared. So next week we're going to be watching session nine. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Haven't seen it. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, I've definitely heard about it before. Yeah. I think it's like, I think like the premise is like some guys are, uh, like exterminating a hotel in like some winter place or something like that. It's like a, a mental institution like an asylum or something like that yeah yeah cool i'm excited yeah i hope it uh pulls through on the scare factor because we haven't watched like a really scary movie in a while no no we've been uh slacking on that front yeah we have (laughs) doing lots of action movies i know like what the hell (laughs) um but yeah i was i almost picked the descent because that movie scares the fuck out of me. But I was like, no, I want to watch one that like I haven't watched before. Didn't we do that already? The Descent? Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure we did. No. Did we? Oh, maybe we did. I'm like 95% sure we did already. Maybe we did. I'm glad I didn't pick it then. 
I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, I do remember talking about it now. We definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that was back whenever we were doing the trivia. I think, and whoever won got to pick the next movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's a long time ago, though. That was. Yeah. Wow, man, we've been doing this for a long time. That would have been hilarious. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite horror movies. We've already talked about it, but yeah, yeah let's do it again. Yeah, why not? <laughs> One thing that I wanted to talk to you about um, is redoing our Midsommar episode. Yeah, we've been kind of talking about that idea for a bit. Yeah, I think yeah. we should we should do it soon. All right. Because right. uh, w- I have some friends that have been like, oh, yeah, like I listened to your first episode. I'm like, no, God, no, don't fucking start with that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, that's terrible. Yeah. Um. That was, yeah, we recorded it on a cell phone and we were, yeah, we had yeah. zero recording equipment. Yeah. Um. But hey, everybody's got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. Look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can wrap this up, I guess. Yeah. Okay. If you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube at a podcast on Elm Street. If you click the link in our Instagram bio, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch. There's also a link to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. There's also links to each of our individual letterboxed accounts, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can listen to us. Thank you for joining us for this anti-hero face-off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a slice. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. What? That's, that should be your catchphrase. It's been a slice? Yeah. All right. I, I like it. I like it. Cool, cool. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. See you later. Bye.